Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Zagreb, Croatia, with my new friend Christy Kranjets of alwayscroatia.com. Her family's from Zagreb, and she grew up visiting on a regular basis. She actually lived in Croatia during the summer of 2018 and loves the culture, vibrant cafes, and delicious food. And now, her job is to plan customized itineraries for people traveling to Croatia. It's like a dream come true. In this episode, Christy and I talk about attending the Advent Festival, eating the local delicacy of Strukli, and visiting the Museum of Broken Relationships. You hear about these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone that wants to visit Croatia, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Christie's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Zagreb. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use AwardWall to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account. Hey, Christy, welcome to the show. Hi, Lee. How are you? Doing great here in Nashville. And today we're talking about Zagreb, Croatia. I know Croatia has been a like an up-and-coming destination for the last several years, it's been on my bucket list of places to go, and I see all these amazing pictures of the beaches and the old architecture and everything like that. It's like it's like a dream come true. So I'm glad to have you on the show to talk about some of the best things to do in Zagreb. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, I'm honored, and the pleasure is mine. And yeah, I can't wait to to share some of my knowledge about my favorite city. Right on. So, as the listeners, when they when they hear your last name, they'll they'll understand that your connection to to Croatia. <laughs> Uh, and what I'm going to say, it, I'm gonna say it again, uh, <laughs> Kranjets. Kranjets, you got it. Perfect. And so it's very uh, Croatian, the last name. And so what's your connection to the Zagreb and, and Croatia? Well, my parents are both from Zagreb. So um, I'm a first generation Croatian American. I actually have dual citizenship. I got my dual citizenship several years ago because Croatia really is my second home. And when I got my dual citizenship, it was such a proud moment in my life because it was always something that I felt every time that I went there. I just had this connection and that something was always drawing me there. So as I was growing up, I spent a lot of time in Zagreb. It's where all of my family that still lives in Croatia lives. It is the capital of Croatia, as you know, and that's where most of the people in the country live because of jobs and things like that. It's the most populous city. And so I just grew up going there every summer and visiting our family and staying with them, of course, and exploring the city and all of its little gems. I had the opportunity to live there for a summer back in 2018 got to live in my own little neighborhood and have all my favorite spots. And as somebody who's grown up in the U.S., even though, you know, with these Croatian roots, you go and live somewhere else and you kind of have to find your footing a little bit because you don't know where all your places are, you know, like, where do I go for this? Where do I go for that? So it's definitely, um, it was definitely a, a learning experience. I grew a lot from that. and. Things like that, I feel like 
teach self-reliance, you know, and Absolutely. Kind of just figuring things out on your own. But I love Zagreb. I go every time I'm in Croatia, I spend a lot of time there, of course, seeing family and visiting all the local spots that I'm sure we're going to get to talk about today. But yeah, I mean, seeing the family is kind of secondary. I have to say going to the, <laughs> my favorite food spots is number one. <laughs> well, for sure. I mean, like, hey, I, I love my family too, but there's a lot of times I may actually go like, like an hour away from where they live. And you're like, oh yeah, I probably should call my family. I'm here to like having all this fun and I, I probably should spend a little time with them as well. Now, the other thing is that obviously, like you said, you, you spent some time there growing up. You used to visit there on a regular basis, but you're actually also for work. You're actually also involved with helping other people have amazing vacations and experiences in Croatia as well. So like you're living the dream as far as like being able to kind of explore your roots and, and help people understand why you love the country so much as well. Absolutely. And you just nailed it. And I say that all the time. And when people ask, I tell them I'm living the dream because I really <laughs> am. I mean, I get to do something that I love so much and share my knowledge with people about Croatia and hear how much they love it. And, you know, and I make a living at it. I mean, I don't know what's better than that. Yeah. Just make sure nobody pinches you. Otherwise you might wake up, you know? <laughs> no, wait, don't pinch me. Don't do it. <laughs> so, because of all the experiences uh, that you've done from going there growing up and, and then also helping people, if you had to describe like the, the people or the city in just a couple words, how would you do that? Oh my gosh. Zagreb is so vibrant. It just has so much life and I would say it's really lively um, at all times of the day or night. I mean, when I used to go there as a kid and I would walk around and I would see that cafes are full all day, every day. I used to think, my gosh, these people are not working because, you know, <laughs> we come, I come from an American culture where everybody works all the time. So that was always something that was confusing to me, but really people are working. Life happens in cafes. So business meetings are held there. Friends are meeting up, you know, relatives kind of things like that. Everything kind of happens in cafes. Of course, gossip happens at cafes too. That's one of the things in Croatian culture when that, someone asks you to have a coffee, that's usually, you know, let's catch up and kind of hear what's going on. But but yeah, really lively, bustling city, lots of great food, fashion, and culture. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, like you said, you, you go back and forth on a regular basis are there direct flights to Croatia from the U.S. or do you have to stop over along the way? You do have to stop somewhere from the U.S. I know that there's a direct flight from Toronto to Zagreb, but from the U.S., nothing right now. I know that the tourist board has been trying to make that happen, but as of yet, no direct flights to Zagreb. The only direct flight to Croatia from the U.S. is from Newark to Dubrovnik at the moment. Okay, cool. Yeah, just to let them know, Nashville is expanding their international airport. We're looking for some new flights, so maybe we can make that happen. Top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Okay, so say so we're flying to Zagreb. Uh, we're going to have to do a stopover along the way. But once we get to the airport and are going to the city center, is there public transportation? Do we take a taxi? Do we rent a car? Like, how do we get from the airport to the city? You know, the best way is actually just Uber. So thankfully, Croatia has Uber too, and it's actually connected to the local taxi company. So it's not a private individual driving their own car. It's actually a proper taxi coming to pick you up. And then 
the fare just goes through the app as it does here in the U.S. So you don't even have to worry about having local currency when you first get there. So it's really convenient and thank God for technology. And once you get there, then you can kind of get yourself situated and be on your way. Okay, that makes sense. Now, you mentioned like the local currency. Do we need to get some local currency or, or can we use credit cards wherever we go? Like, How does that work? I mean, Croatia is on the euro as of January 1st. So that's really exciting with the rest of Europe to have the same currency. It's a little bittersweet, of course, because it means we don't have our own anymore. But you will find that most places will take credit cards. So like restaurants, things like that. But pro tip, you cannot write in gratuity like you can here in the U.S. So, yes, you can use your credit card for the bill, but you're not able to write it in. So it's always good to have cash to leave gratuity in restaurants. Typically, the the standard is about you know 10 to 12 percent. If you're going to more of a cafe or, let's say, a dessert spot or something like that, gelato, which is huge in Croatia, that's going to be a place that's only going to accept cash. So definitely make sure you have cash on you so you can have that evening gelato while you stroll through the square or something like that. So yeah, definitely good to have cash. Okay. Yeah. So because I'm, I'm big on miles and points, I want to be able to earn my credit card rewards, you know? So, <laughs> so I got that for the, for the charges, but yeah, you're going to need new, some pocket change basically for, for all those tips. Definitely. Okay. And then talking about the flight coming in, like you mentioned, since it's part of the Euro, do we need any sort of visa or anything? Or is it because it's part of like the, the Eurozone, we're okay with using just an American passport to be able to come in? Correct. Yeah, you don't need any sort of special visa. If you're, if you're a U.S. citizen passport holder, you do not need anything special to come into Croatia. So, yep, just bring your passport and make sure there's at least six months that it's valid for at least six months past the date that you return and you're all good. Perfect. Okay. And then now when people are planning their, their trip to Zagreb, what's the weather like throughout the year? And, and are there any festivals or special like annual events that maybe somebody wants to plan their trip around attending one of those? So the weather in Zagreb is, so you're in the Midwest. As you know, I grew up in the Midwest too. Um, it's kind of similar to weather in the Midwest. It's It's an inland area. In the summer, they get very hot summer weather. It's humid. In the winter, cold, gray, snowy at times. Um, So it definitely is very seasonal. You know, fall and spring are really nice times to be there as well. And some of the festivals that you can go to there are the beer festival in May, which is really fun. There's live music, all kinds of craft beers, from Croatia, all kinds of local food, of course. Um, And then I really love the Advent Festival, which is in December. So it's around Christmas. And the whole center of Zagreb is the festival. So there's all kinds of different parts. There's in the upper town, lower town. There's a skating rink. By the skating rink, you have a rakia bar, which has all kinds of different flavored rakias, which is our basically grappa. 
as the base and then all kinds of different flavorings. So you have walnuts, you have plums, peach, you have um, pears. So all kinds of different ones. And you can have these different shots of different things. But you also have street vendors that have more street food. Um, you also have vendors that have locally made products. And of course, the main square is decorated with all the Christmas decorations. And it's such a fun event to go to. People from all over Europe come to it. It was voted best Christmas market in Europe for, I think, four years in a row. And that was the maximum that they could even do. So it was a really big thing. They've scaled it back a little bit, but it's such a fun time to be in the city. And everything is super festive. And even the cafes have heaters and really cute, like, fur on the, on the chairs and everything. It's so it's, – it's just wonderful. It really gets you in the holiday spirit. Yeah, sounds like a great time for sure. Yeah, that's one of the things that I wish America has more of, like the Christmas markets that they have in, in Europe. It's just like yeah. such a wonderful feeling going there and exploring that and enjoying that. Let's, let's take a step back. You mentioned getting taking an Uber from the airport to the city center. When we're moving around and, and checking out some of the restaurants and the bars and the attractions – is it you just walk around or you know do we uh, have to get a car or do we just take Uber or public transportation? How do we get around once we're actually in the city? You know, if you're staying in the city center, everything is walkable. It's so convenient. So all of the places that you would want to check out in the city center are all walkable. So you really don't need a car. You really don't need to take public transportation either because it's all really compact. I mean, walking up to the Zagreb Cathedral, to the upper town, the lower town, where you have the ring, quote unquote, with all of the, which is a ring of parks, which you can visit. That's all in walking distance. So it's really nice. It is a very European city where, you know, you can walk everywhere and everything's really safe. And, you know, you can even do your own little food tour and go around to different dessert places, lunch places, little wine bars, and kind of eat and drink your way through the city. Well, that's really awesome. Uh, yeah, I love the fact that you know you can walk around everywhere, and then it's safe because you know a lot of times I'm traveling just me and the kids, and I want to be able to, to feel comfortable, be able to take the the kids out, even if it's later in the evening. You know, as you're walking around the the city and not having to be always constantly like looking over your shoulder, worrying about like somebody's going to jump out of the out of the shadows or something, right? Oh my gosh, it's not like that at all. It's super safe and. Walking around with families is very, very common in Croatia because it's a little different than American culture in that kids, their parents, the grandkids, it's very common for the whole family to live all in one house on different levels. So kids grow up really being a part of the lives and the, and the adults and everything. There's no separation. And so families are out all the time and it's really nice to see it. Actually, it's really common to even see kids playing by themselves, which is <laughs> you're coming from here. It's a little weird to see. Yeah. They call child protective services on you. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> exactly. so, well, well, speaking of kids and everything like that, you mentioned the, the ring. Are there a couple of different parks that you'd recommend or different things to do along, along that ring? Yes. So Zrinjevac Park is just off the main square. Um, it has a gazebo in the center, really beautiful with flowers and super lush grass, of course. And it's nice to just take a little walk through there. There's also the Botanical Gardens, um, which is set off of the street. And that's a whole area that you can 
spend several hours in. It's really beautiful, different types of, of plants and things in there. And then Zagreb's biggest park is called Maximir. And that has, I mean, running trails and Arboretum and, you know, a little cafe, of course, wouldn't be Croatia if there wasn't a cafe somewhere. So that's really nice to see as well, gardens and lakes and things. Oh, that's awesome. Now, obviously, as as like the, the capital of Croatia, I'm sure there's a lot of like government buildings there. There's a lot of museums and everything. What do you recommend among those? Well, yeah, you're right. Lots of museums in Zagreb. The most famous, I would say, is Mimara, which is the Museum of Modern Art. You also have the Museum of Arts and Crafts, which has rotating exhibits, really interesting. There's the Nikola Tesla Technical Museum, which is really cool. Uh, also, the Museum of Broken Relationships, which is in the Upper Town. Very interesting, one of a kind uh, museum. So, and also the Museum of Naive Art is also in the Upper Town. It's small, but it's really interesting. It's a style of Croatian art that's basically it's a reverse style of painting on glass. So they call it oil on glass. And who was painting these were farmers. They were farming throughout the summer and in the wintertime when they didn't have any farming to do, this is when they did their painting and perfected their craft. So when you go to this museum, you see a lot of the um, scenes that were painted were actually winter scenes. So it's really, really interesting and it's definitely different than any kind of art that you've ever seen. Yeah, that sounds super cool. And you mentioned like the, the broken relationships museum. I'm sure when I was a teenager and everything like that, there was probably a lot of that going on for me. Oh uh, yeah. But what is, what is that museum? Is that, is that what it's like? You know, is it like really popular around Valentine's day or, or what? You know, all kinds of different things in there. I mean, yes, like what you would normally think of in romantic relationships. I mean, there's a random high-heeled shoe and a little story about where that came from or a broken relationship from, you know, a work relationship or, you know, all kinds of things. But it's very quirky and, like I said, very one of a kind as well. <laughs> That's really cool. Now, yeah. beyond the beyond like the museums and everything, I know like you sent me a picture of this really cute building. Uh, I think it's called uh, St. Mark's Church. I'm sure there's a lot of like really cool architecturally designed buildings like that throughout the city as well, right? Yeah, so St. Mark's Church is in the upper town. That's in Zagreb's oldest square and it's surrounded by today government buildings. So there you have the courts, you have the parliament. And that was one at one time, the viceroy's residence. So yeah, so now it's these beautiful, well-maintained buildings. But it's also a very quiet part of town, like very different than the main square, which all the public tra transportation comes through there. The main square is such a big meeting point, you know, for friends and everything. But the upper town and specifically that square is always really quiet. So it's so nice to just, you know, take it all in without a whole bunch of noise around you with the St. Mark's Church and all the buildings surrounding it. Very beautiful. Right on. Now, obviously, like you mentioned that it's very easy to kind of walk around Zagreb and, and everything, but where would we look for to be able to book a hotel? Should we book it more towards the city center there? Or I guess it's pretty easy just to be able to walk around and it doesn't really matter where the hotel's at. Cause it's, it's pretty close to everything, right? 
Yeah, there are a lot of hotels right in the city center. My favorite is a hotel. It just opened a few years ago, but it used to be an old bank and it's called Hotel Capital. It's just one block off of the main square and some of the guest rooms are, you know, still in the same same style as as they were when the building was a bank. So you have, you know, the giant boardrooms with the really big opulent ceilings, like that's one big guest room. And then in the in the basement of the hotel, you have the vault, you know, of the hotel. And down there they have a cigar bar and, you know, different types of tequilas and things like that. So I really love that hotel. They have a very opulent breakfast, a really beautiful lounge that's in an art deco style. And you come out and you walk one block to your left and you're in the main square. So very close to everything, very convenient. There's also a hotel called Hotel Esplanade, and that is on the other side of Zdenevats Park that we talked about from the main square. And that is a historic hotel. It was built for the Passengers of the Orient Express. So it's a five-star hotel. It's it is and always has been the most luxurious hotel in Zagreb and very historical property as well and in the classic style. So that's one of my favorites as well. Yeah, that sounds maybe out of my price range, but uh <laughs> <laughs> mine too. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it may be worthwhile for like a night or two to just be able to experience it for sure. Definitely. Now, one of the things we always talk about whenever we travel and talk to these various locations is like the local food and everything. And I was doing a little re- research and I'm going to try to say these names and hopefully I don't mess them up too bad. Uh, there's a Strukli. Seems really cool. And then there's another one, Kremsnata. Kremsnita. Znita. Okay. <laughs> Kremsnita. Okay. So uh, <laughs> sometimes I can't read my own writing. So I, I, I totally messed that one up. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so obviously there's some some really flavorful local dishes that people should try when they're there. Can you tell us a little about both of those and then some great places that we should eat while we're there? Definitely. It really depends on the time of year that you're there too, you know, because we hear that the words farm to table, that's just normal. That's normal eating in Croatia is eating what's fresh, what's seasonal. And so if you go in the summertime, what you would have is something completely different than what you would have in the wintertime. So the two dishes that you are talking about, strukli being the first one. So strukli is a very common regional dish from Zagreb and from the surrounding area. And basically it's made with stretched dough and clotted cream, and then it's baked and it's a savory dish. So traditionally it's a savory dish. So that's something that's quick and expensive for local people to go out and have a quick bite for lunch. Nowadays it's made more creatively with, there's a sweet version, there's there's versions with, you know, walnuts in them or blueberries or things like or honey even. So those are kind of the more modern versions, but the original one was um, made savory. And so the best place to go for strukli to eat like a local would definitely be La Struk, which is a cute little bistro with a um, little outdoor garden area. And it's right off of Dolat's Market right down the stairs from Dolat's Market on a street that's actually named after the stairs right in front of it. So it's one street like that. You can't miss it. And that's 
definitely the way to eat like a local. The other one that you mentioned, which is kremshnita, is a dessert. So that's a vanilla custard dessert with a puff pastry on top. So that's really delicious too. Definitely to have after your main dish or maybe even after your savory strukli if you want like a lot of <laughs> a lot of carbs. <laughs> <laughs> and so for that you can go to there's a local dessert place called Vinsek. V-I-N-C-E-K. And they are known for having wonderful Kremschnita. And there are two locations that are right near the main square. And one of them actually has gluten-free options. So for those who like gluten-free and La Struk also has gluten-free Strukli. Um, so that's important. And then I would have to say my favorite summertime dish, and this is a very local spot, um, because every time I go there, everyone's speaking Croatian, is a restaurant called Purgid. And Purgid, if you say that, means a Purgid is someone from Zagreb. So this restaurant is very local. It's been there for decades. It's very old school. And they cook food like our grandmothers and great-great-grandmothers cooked. And so very nostalgic really delicious home-cooked food. And my favorite dish there has got to be the stuffed peppers. And in Croatian, it's punina paprika. And of course, it's in summer because peppers are ripe in the summertime. So it's like stuffed peppers with like this really delicious tomato sauce. And it's always served with Mashed potatoes are so delicious, um, <laughs> but definitely when I'm in Zagreb, I try to make it there every single day because it's that good. Well, nice. So it sounds like I got to bring my stretchy pants when I come visit. So. <laughs> you do. <laughs> That's really awesome. Absolutely. Well, Christy, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips for Zagreb. I've learned so much and it's definitely moving up my list of places I need to come visit soon. But now it's time for the final countdown. If you only had time for one meal when you visited Zagreb, where would we go and what should we eat? Uh, it definitely has to be the punina paprika at Purgar. That's always my go-to. And I start my meal there also with a big, not even a bowl. It's like a whole, they bring you the whole pot of soup, <laughs> basically. It's for two people. And it's basically like a clear broth soup that's very Croatian to have soup at every meal. And it doesn't matter if it's 100 degrees outside, I'm going to have my soup and basically, yeah, clear broth with noodles and vegetables. So delicious, so good for you, and so so filling. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, like you said, you've been going back and forth to Zagreb for most of your life. Before we actually started recording, you're talking about you're going to go spend the next six months there. So yeah, I'm sure you have a lot of great stories. What's one of your most memorable Oh my gosh, my favorite, favorite story was back from 2018 when I was living in Zagreb and it was a year that we were playing in the World Cup. So I don't know if you're following it at all, but Croatia ended up getting second place and the day came for the welcome home party and I was kind of debating, am I going to go to this welcome home party and parade, basically? You know, it was when the team came back. The games were in Russia that year. So the team was coming back that day, and, you know, they were going to land at the airport and take a bus to the center, and there was going to be, you know, people waiting for them all along the way. 
and it was, you know, middle of the summer, super hot. And I was like, oh, should I go to that? I got to work. And so I text my cousin and I was telling him I was thinking about coming to the parade. I asked him if they were going. He said, of course. I said, okay, let me think about it. And I'll get back to you in a little bit. So I text him and he said, so what's it going to be? Are you going to be practical? Are you going to be passionate? And I said, I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) So I went over to their house and we went to the parade together and we were outside all day long. It was the hottest day that I can remember in Zagreb, super sweaty, everybody rubbing up against you (laughs) in the hot, hot sun. Of course, it took hours and hours and hours for the team to get from the airport to the center because there were so many people, 12% of Croatia's population came to this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, because football is a religion over there, you know? Yeah. So anyways, it was so incredible to be a part of that moment in Croatia's history, which is such a proud and shining moment because as you know, and most people know there's, we had a war there, not in, in our lifetime. And so back in the 90s, and I was there during that time too. And that was a really, you know, uncertain time in Croatia's history. So to be present for one of the biggest moments, it was definitely one of my best days of my life. And and I'll never forget it. That is so cool. And, it's, and the good thing is that your cousin did the right thing by guilting you into into going. <laughs> he did. He did. He knew it wasn't going to take much, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have those uh, ba- bad slash good influences on That's your life. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on. Well, uh, speaking of good times and happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in, in Zagreb? I love – so it's called – Tkalchicheva Street. It starts with a T, Tkalchicheva. That's a street that's going on the way to the upper town, but it's lined with cafes, little bistros, and in the evening, it's absolutely on fire. It's alive. There, every single cafe is full. There's craft cocktails, craft beer, of course. Everybody's bustling and and chatting and laughing and it's just it's a really cool place to go in the evening during the day it's definitely more quiet but in the evening everybody goes there so that's definitely the best spot do you have any recommendations as far as like specific places there for specifics oh my gosh i every time i go there i go somewhere different and i never know the name (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i guess that's part of like the fun of it all right just being able to kind of bounce around and wherever seems to be like happening and and uh, or maybe just whatever place actually has an open seat for you. Open to find. seat, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to find. All right. On. Well, one of the things I always do whenever I, I travel to to different places is check out the local pizza. Where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Zagreb? Oh my gosh, I love. It's a place called Cappuccino.er It's right across the street from the Zagreb Cathedral. So that street is called Kaptol, and there's basically a little roundabout there. And the pizzeria is right there, of course, because Croatia is so close to Italy. It's Neapolitan-style pizza, and it's so delicious. I highly recommend it. Fantastic. You don't have to twist my arm, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's the spot. Well, right on. And we talked about earlier, we kind of hinted at it a little bit anyways. Your job revolves around travel. Like You're encouraging people to travel. You're helping them create amazing experiences and everything else. What's your best travel tip for for those people? I travel quite a bit and I have to say that my number one travel tip is 
getting global entry. Global entry is huge. And also with with global entry, you get TSA pre-checked. So when you're on the go as much as I am, and oftentimes not early like you should be, (laughs) having TSA pre-checked, you breeze through the line. And then when you come back into the U.S., There's no one in global entry line. It's just, it takes literally minutes and you're in. And I can't tell you every time I come back, I'm so grateful that I have global entry. When I see the sometimes literally thousands of people in line to go through customs, it's frightening. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, if you travel even just once or twice a year internationally or even domestically uh, for the TSA pre-check, if you're in a long line, you will gladly just pay 20 bucks just to be able to skip the line, right? It's worth it. And you know, TSA PreCheck, I mean, a global entry is $100 for five years. So it's literally 20 bucks a year. And like I said, to skip the line, you would probably pay 20 bucks anyways. And so I, I highly recommend that as well. I mean, I, I use it for me and, and my entire family. And and plus the fact is like, you just kind of feel cool being able to skip the line while everybody else is like stuck. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, since you're so big into points and everything, a lot of these travel cards will actually give it to you for free. So you get global entry and they'll give you a credit on your statement right away. So it's actually, there's no cost to it. And I kind of, maybe we should keep that a secret because then there will be lines at global entry and we don't like lines. <laughs> for, for sure. Yeah. And like, cause I have, I have several different cards that have global entry credits. So actually I use those cards to pay for each one of my family members. So all of us getting it for free. So nice. So smart. Well, again, Christy, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips. I learned so much. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Oh, my gosh. I'd love to. Yeah. So you kind of touched on it already, which is I have a tour operator that specializes in travel to Croatia. So we design custom trips, private tours for our clients, and we also have small ship cruises. So whether you're a land person and you want to stay at really nice hotels and have really customized, unique experiences in Croatia that you can't do anywhere else. Or if you are someone who wants to spend a week on, you know, on a yacht with 36 other passengers and have really nice services and island hop to a new place every day, we have something for you. So People love Croatia. They love the destination. They love all the different, you know, the islands. They love the food. They love the culture and the history. So it's such a wonderful place. And because I'm Croatian, it's such a wonderful fit for me. And we just love it. We just love introducing people to Croatia or showing them a different part of Croatia or showing them something that's more behind the scenes and authentic that they've never seen before. So it's such, it's a joy. I can't believe, like you said, that I get to do this every day for a living. That's right. And nobody, <laughs> if you ever, if you ever meet Chrissy, never pinch her because she doesn't want to wake up. <laughs> Don't do so, it. <laughs> right on. So uh, if somebody wants to learn more about your, your tour operator or about Zagreb or any other city within Croatia, what's the best way to, to learn more or to be able to reach on social media? The best way is just through our website, alwayscroatia.com. We have all of our products on there. And we also have a lot of destination information. So a lot of the things that we talked about here with, you know, our favorite restaurants in each place, like why you need to go to each place, what's special about it. That's all on our destination pages. So you can really learn a lot about each place and kind of figure out 
what's for you, what you're more interested in with all the different places and options there are to go in Croatia. And then of course we have our socials. So we have our Instagram page, which is just always Croatia all together. And then we also have a Facebook page, always Croatia. And we're also on LinkedIn and I'm on LinkedIn. So, and I always love connecting with people and connecting with people on Facebook as well. And I love seeing clients' pictures. We usually, you know, if we have the opportunity to connect beforehand and then when they're on their trip and they're sharing pictures on social media, I absolutely love that. Oh, that is so awesome. Right on. Well, again, thank you for sharing all these tips. We'll include links to all those in the show notes, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thank you so much, Lee. It was a pleasure. What an awesome conversation with Christy. I've heard so many great things from friends who traveled to Croatia, and now I understand why it's so high on their list. You can find all the links we talked about today and our one-page guide to Christy's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Zagreb. We want to say thank you to AwardWall for being today's affiliate partner. It's my favorite way to track airline miles, hotel points, and other loyalty programs. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account today. Join us next time as we visit Santa Maria, California to speak with my new friend Jennifer Harrison of santamaria.com. In this episode, Jennifer and I talk about visiting a loofah farm, attending the Santa Maria Barbecue Festival, and taking a ride on the wine trolley. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 